nerds, welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, The Paper Nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. I wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. If you are in the trade, you may be heading to a winter market or two. I'll be in Atlanta and New York and can't wait to connect with my favorite nerds in person as I discover what they are introducing in real life and not a screen. Hooray! So if you are wandering around and you see me, please say hi. Unfortunately, my guest today will not be in person at any market, but rest assured her amazing range will have infinite admiring eyes on it. For 20 years now, Shannon Martin Design has been giving the world her distinctive sepia designs that are by turns hysterical and heart-rending. With that kind of longevity, even if you are not familiar with this brand, you have seen Shannon's designs out in the wild and more likely than not laughed at them. For example, one recent release reads, relax, we're all crazy, it's not a competition, but it is not just the copy that is so strong, it is its unity with the vintage image, in this case, a picture of two women greeting each other that makes Shannon's work so instantly infectious. And because this is a self-named brand, the line where Shannon ends and her artistry begins is a little blurry. Thus, it is my pleasure and honor to have the lady herself on today, right after this. Hey nerds, by now most of you are doubtless familiar with that fantastic and fantastical LA-based brand, Girl With Knife, as well as its creative powerhouse founder, Alicia Castaldi. This brand's rise has been as dramatic and sharp as, well, the edge of a knife. That's because Girl With Knife is more than your new BFF in paper goods and home decor. It's a mood and a lifestyle. As illustrated by the awards, it's stacked up in five years like so many pairs of Jimmy Choo's. Alicia won the highly competitive and coveted Artist of the Year Louis Award in 2020 and since then she has been busy living up to that moniker both within the stationery and gift communities and beyond. Because Alicia is a true disruptor, she has chosen to de- redesign a series of houses dotted across LA from Bel Air to Palm Springs with an eye toward creating living design spaces for her brand. These have been dubbed knife houses and they are receiving major airtime from HGTV and the like. Meanwhile, Girl With Knife is the first paper brand I can think of that received major international press coverage in Ola Magazine Spain, as well as Hello Magazine UK and Ola Magazine Mexico. Many of us paper nerds became Swifties once we heard that the singer herself is a big card sender. Well, another celeb who I cannot name sent Taylor a Girl With Knife card atop a floral arrangement before her historic Eras concert in LA. I can only imagine that the divine blush and black design reading, I just friggin' adore you, gave Ms. Swift inspiration to completely slay the stage. Behind all that fanfare, however, there is authentic emotion and edge behind each design, be it greeting card, candle, art print, or desk must-have. Alicia has been a guest on this podcast and shared how autobiographical notes run through every last piece, there is so much more than meets the eye. You will love exploring and discovering every last design. So if you're a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express your best self as you uplift those you adore, head on over to girlwithknifealllspelledout.com and immerse yourself. Meanwhile, if you are in the trade, shop this brand sensation exclusively on Fair 24-7. I guarantee your stationery, as well as your living and workspaces, will slay. <laughs> Welcome to the paper fault. 
Thanks, dear friend. Friend of a long time, Sarah. Long time. A pleasure and an honor to be here. I respect you so much. And you such a good job. Isn't paper all about stories? You know, Pretty much. It is. Um, well, thank you for being here. And congratulations for reaching your 20th year in business. Uh, while your brand has evolved quite a bit, uh, during those two decades, what hasn't changed is that your work still effortlessly evokes emotion, <laughs> whether laughter, encouragement, or tears <laughs> in the best way. However, uh, your perspective on what physical product you actually produce has changed. So can you tell me how your approach has shifted and how that is reflected in your releases? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it has evolved organically. Like, and one of the, one of the gifts of getting a little older is you kind of, you, you start listening to yourself more, hopefully, uh, and to other people more, but instead of chasing like the latest trend, because my line really took off initially, it really took off and we were doing soaps and candles and flasks and cocktail shakers and everything. And, you know, it's now feels more, I, I think we all had a vision of wanting something more sustainable. I wanted right. something more sustainable, not only in terms of where and how my products are printed, but how are they showing up in the world? How am I showing up in the world? And is my collection a reflection of that? So right. we have almost everything printed in the United States now. Mm-hmm. Um that's you know that's the meat and the potatoes and that's the the platform and that's the products we use but what how am i designing things also kind of follow suit um again i feel like i i, I feel things pretty deeply as you know <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as do i <laughs> yes you do and we have that in common and we love that um <laughs> I think that's reflected in my work more and more too. People, some people will say, oh, your cards are so funny. And, and I'm grateful for that. It's true. But in our top 10 or 20 bestsellers, there's also um, friendship and sympathy and thank you. And so I think that my collection, I don't think this is directly answering your question. <laughs> I think that it has changed in that I'm truer to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm to what the world is reflecting back to me and echoing back to me what they want. Like I found myself talking to a friend yesterday and saying, basically, we all want casseroles right now. The world <laughs> is, you know, the world is <laughs> scary right now. We want comfort. We want casseroles. We want cozy and nurturing. We want humor. We want laughter. We want hugs. Um, and in fact, to the point that we're introducing a new collection called Just Because. Awesome. Just Because. Awesome. I mean, and it will kind of, it's kind of a friendship category, but instead of the word friendship, it's, which is a little formal, a little, I think that if somebody was to see a header on a, on a display or a card or a category that's just because, it automatically, right. The green light, right? And per- it gives you permission to, you instantly think of the person you want to send that card to. You instantly think somebody needs a hug. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs 
this message from me for no other reason than just because. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I have really streamlined the correct the collection. We've cut out so many categories and gotten to the heart of comfort and cheer. My line has always had in its tagline, comfort and cheer, mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. and humor. And so it's really streamlined. It feels pure to me. It feels really even more authentic and more genuine, more sincere and more on point than ever. I, I love it. That's what yeah. the world needs. I mean, right? Yeah. 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 We need just because. We need right, just right. I, I also, I like just because better than thinking of you. I feel I, like. Oh, that's kind of corporate almost, you know, or it's kind of, it's a little formal, not corporate, but it's a little formal. Thinking of you sounds almost a little bleak too. Like there was just a funeral or there was just a, just because <laughs> I think there's a new approach to permission to feel your feelings. I see you laughing really hard. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's a little bit of a green light, isn't it? There's permission to feel your feelings and you don't need a title as much as you, you know, instantly I want to give this to my sister or my friend or my dog walker or the nurse that just was so comforting in the, you know, emergency room or the, just because we need just because it's right now. Hey nerds, it is once again that time to shout out my fabulous sponsor, Kitty Meow Boutique, as well as the amazing creative community its founder, Katherine Hildner, has built around her. This Chicago force of nature is a modern day Renaissance woman, as you'll shortly learn. Everything starts with the Kitty Meow Boutique brand. This stationery and gift range is fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. These distinctive offerings can be shopped in over 1,300 stores in 13 countries, but at the core of every last skew is Kat's commitment to her clientele. You are her number one priority to be treated like the long lost friend you are. Catherine knows it is a blessing to figuratively walk beside you as you navigate your own highs and lows. And that comes through loud and clear in every last offering. Speaking of which, get ready for a slew of new Kitty Meow boutique releases. Kat is getting ready to release a ton of new stickers, candles, gift bags, and keychains. So while KMB greeting cards perfectly accessorize every last moment in a woman's life from that new baby to a new work partnership and everything in between, these offerings and other categories allow you to truly put your personality out there. I often refer to stickers as greeting cards to the world. Well, so are candles, gift bags, and keychains. It's never been easier for your personality to truly shine with style, seasoned with the occasional snark, of course. But Catherine doesn't just talk the empowerment talk, she lives it. Just as she puts her stationary customers first, when a maker takes part in KMB education offerings, her focus is on growing and even scaling that brand, just like it was her own. Through a variety of course offerings, Kat figuratively walks alongside her clients as they build and grow their businesses. In today's tough economic climate, even a little mistake can really cost you. Kat uses her hard-won experience gained in the stationary trenches to help you navigate every last up and down, master your online business, increase sales, and boost your business confidence along the way to boot. So whether you are wanting to turn your artwork 
work into a card, experience the self-pace, self-study of the KMB Wholesale Intensive, join a KMB group coaching container, or dive super deep with a one-on-one mentorship, Kat can help you turn your dreams to reality. Meanwhile, everything all comes into the very sharpest focus at the ultimate product party, UPP for short. It's still not too late to get tickets for Kat's May 2024 event in Southern California. There you can be in the UPP room where it all happens for two dazzling days of keynote speakers, breakout workshops, roundtable discussions, panels, networking, dreaming, scheming, content creating, and of course, fun and friendship. So whether you are trying to connect with that far-flung bestie or dominate the market with your brilliant creations, it all starts at kittymeowboutique.com. So get on this already, kitty cats, and be sure to tell Kat that Sarah sent you. I agree. And I want to hear your thoughts on functionality because, you know, you sort of mentioned, oh, we used to do, you know, there are categories we've walked away from. Is it um, such as like flasks? Okay. Well, a flask is a big function and it does have a function, but maybe it's not quite the function that you're running. Like it's not the utility of an emery board. So like, tell me about your definition of functionality. Sarah, that is a really good question. And it's something that I find myself wanting to check in with often with myself and how I feel. And I feel like I want things that are consumable, mm-hmm. that are sustainable, that people use, that people, and I mean, our industry has so many gems and so much beauty and so much joy. And it also can have a lot of land <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> that comes with all that <laughs> but it's true and i want to i i want earth-friendly products i want things that break down i want things not end up in a landfill i want things that that compose that that break down um more than I want. And, and I'm also of an age, it's probably my age too, but it's like, I don't want any tchotchkes. I don't want any, I, I, you know what I mean? We're all wanting a simpler life. We want a, don't we want a different life than we did a few years ago? Pre-COVID? Don't we want richer relationships, more, more special time spent with people, less stuff. So I find myself wanting, I mean, cards are one of the ways I use my voice, not only designing them, but sending them out, paper and cards and notes. I even, you know, I was thinking about this. I might get a little teared up here, but (laughs) (laughs) my turn. (laughs) I cried before this, we recorded this full disclosure. Okay, go on. (laughs) I like was such a gift because... Feel like if people aren't crying on a regular basis right now they're not paying it down <laughs> um it's horrible and bleak out there but it's tender we're tender yeah. right and we need to be paying attention so growing up my mother would write me notes on my lunch sacks i think a lot of it started oh <laughs> mom it's my lunch and on a brown paper bag she would write me notes and she'd draw faces and she would and I just loved and, and she would put notes in my lunch sack and so paper look at this Sarah 
This is from when I'm seven years old. Uh, she's holding up a scrapbook. Oh, with all of her old, your Valentines. Valentines from that one year. Aww. Well, Neil had quite a crush on me because I have like 14 Valentines from him. Um, Aww, you broke his heart. <laughs> and so that has stayed with me my whole life about sending people notes, reaching out that way. I'm probably getting off topic. You can No, no, no. I you know, I'm listening to you and I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I hate clutter and I'm constantly trying to get rid of stuff and being very intentional about what I bring in my house because it's just a better time till you have to get it out. So um you know, beauty. I think I want beauty, I want joy, I want sustainability. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my house is full of stuff. <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> Antiques and a folk art and ephemera and and it's fabulous. I love to be surrounded by all of it, but it, it needs to serve a purpose. Yeah, it, yeah. It needs to tug at my heartstrings. It needs to mean something. Like I have, I have a box. Uh, I'm going to hold up something else now. I have a box that's huge of letters my father mm. wrote my mother in the war, mm. and so I keep these nearby and. I just feel like I'm probably repeating myself on Demis. No, no, no. It's okay. Okay. Thanks, Sarah. I, I just <laughs> feel like um, that's how it's changed what I'm collecting. I'm paying closer attention to what I feel is important, what is mm -hmm. true, what is honest, what is authentic, what matters. I'm listening more to me and I'm listening more to other people. Well, I love that. And I think like as we've sort of collectively moved away from just like attaining things and clutter, you know, as people do start to emphasize um, experiences over possessions, let's say, you know, what, you know, stationary is the experience in the gift domain because it's the experience of getting something that you don't expect and this wonderful sentiment. And that's, you know, and that's the magic of it. And maybe that is why it's resonating a bit more, uh, you know, with the populace the past couple of years, because it's, it's not a thing, it's a experience. Um, so moving on, um, <laughs> it's an experience. It's not a thing. It's an experience. It's a tangible experience. I mean, when the mail comes to your house, if there's a letter to you, a card to you, doesn't your heart just like flutter a bit? Don't you just feel special? Totally. And the card stays the same as you change over time. Like you change, you change. But you're a different person every time you look at those Valentine's Day cards, but the cards stay the same. And so, you you know, you've captured this moment. And it's so it's very interesting with time, I yeah, think. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so when we chatted, I, I told you a little story about how my uh, my neighbor was getting divorced and she had a pajama party with women only. And it, it was for her birthday. It was really fun. And everybody was giving her presents uh, and she was opening gifts. And one had a packet. One, it was many things, but it had a packet of your napkins. And she read what was on them. And the whole the whole room like stopped what they were doing and everybody went wild 
And it took every last ounce of strength for me not to ruin the moment by announcing that you were my friend. I really wanted to. Uh, but my question to you is, like, how do you speak and directly engage consistently with that 30, 40, 50 something uh, female audience? Um, it's really amazing how you sort of like can speak right to us. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, that's my world. I'm the youngest of five. It was four girls. We were not a quiet, demure family. Uh, you know, females, <laughs> loud, funny, funny. My sisters are the funniest people I've ever met. I, we have to like take breaks from each other when we visit each other because we're like <laughs> almost asthmatic laughing so hard. And I've kind of recreated that. Um, I keep trying, I keep replicating that, creating new family members and new sisters. I come from a long line of women who live out loud and I think it's in my cells and it's kind of just is bubbling inside of me. And I, both the humor and the heartfelt stuff. So um, yeah, I think my messages are, they're just kind of organic and automatic and and things I find myself saying in conversations with people like wait a minute I'm gonna write it down wait a minute I gotta write that down hold <laughs> on that's gonna be on a card next week that's gonna be and that's that's where the best messages come from is that organic spontaneous exchange in real life and then document it and totally you know, totally. like I have mixed drinks about feelings. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I need some more. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a really eclectic group of friends. I, I remember telling you when we were talking <laughs> as a child, I identified with Pippi Longstocking <laughs> and kind of, she was like my secret friend. As an adult, it's more Annie Mae. And I get called, <laughs> I get called Annie Mae all the time, and it, I could have a more fabulous compliment. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm I have a big personality. I'm not for everybody, but I am the person that's like, come along for the ride. Let's go have fun. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little calamity Jane in there, I think. <laughs> not a little, honey. Not a little. More than a little. Uh, in fact, my mother is on a pony. I have a picture of my mother on her pony. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> Sitting on a pony and she's on one of my cards with a Calamity Jane quote. And um, yeah, I think that I really, having grown up with so many sisters, uh -huh. really influenced me in a big way and my mother hysterically funny she was just she was funny and kind and irreverent and also pretty transparent at times in terms of just did I just say that <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right and hold on I'm gonna put it on a card so, <laughs> you know, and this really stemmed from us my my mother's dream before she passed was to she wanted to live on a farm and at one point in her life, she wanted to live on a farm. She had five kids in about 
let's say seven years. And That's also, a lot. Yeah. Well, well, shall we talk about stress later? That's and a lot I, of person. <laughs> I called her the toaster later in life. Um, <laughs> she earned it. <laughs> and so my sister, one of my sisters was who had, well, my sister bought a border collie dog and then decided it needed a farm. So she moved from the city and bought the dog 10 acres and then, um, and moved out there. And my sister, my mother, they built my mother a house next to him. So my mom got to move on to her farm. That was her dream. We would, I would go down there in Portland. I'm from Portland. And we just sat outside for summer after summer after summer, going through family photos, her telling stories, us laughing, blah, 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 blah. And that's where this all started. I love it. Going through family photos. And I'm still now I use a ton of photos from other friends, families, some of my reps, some of my, you know, sales managers, some of them, or I have one sales manager who's perfect, but um now <laughs> become inclusive. And I'm trying to even get more diversified in the line and and more inclusive. And so it's a very personal journey for me. I can sit here and once in a while you talk about feeling tender, try going through your own. <laughs> family photos of your mother who's passed and your father who's passed and try to do that with a dry eye you know it's, it's like, you, oh I'm laughing and teary at the same time often like this uh-huh. is so special and so tender and my mother loved what I was doing and was uh-huh. so proud of me and so <laughs> that stays with me all the time well she, oh. she's right here yeah She's right here. Here's yeah. She's all around me. I have pictures of her all around me. <laughs> I love it. And what a and what a wonderful way to honor them and to I keep like them to alive. Them. And you Absolutely. know, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh when we chatted, you told me you loathe trends and just like to tell stories, obviously. <laughs> uh, and you know, and yours really, you know, they become the starting point to help other people, you know, tell their own, live their own. Um, and you know, and you mentioned, you know, and as you mentioned, you know, you you the inspiration from your range is your mom is how your mom would go through family albums and tell you stories about all your wacky relatives. So <laughs> when you are designing, like uh, what does a photo you would use in a design have to have? I mean, obviously it's a, if there's, it's a photo of your mother, it's meaningful to you, but it's got to have legs to work on a piece of stationery. So I just know it as soon as I see it. And I, again, I have a lot of my friends now who's like, oh, we want you to use our family photographs. And it's amazing how many people will say, I've got photographs for you. And they bring them over. And, so, and a lot of them are of little children. And you don't see a lot of little children in my line. Some, some. But a photograph has to just, as soon as I, as I see it, I know instantly. Uh, first of all, it needs to reproduce beautifully. So it needs to have clarity, but it also just needs to, you just have to look at this person and go, Oh my Lord, whether it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and sweet and tender and gorgeous. And is going to make a perfect friendship or anniversary card or wedding card, or, or if you're just like, Oh, I can have fun with this. And, and like, okay, is it okay that I say this about, you know, this and, um, you couldn't have known. anything that really evokes a strong emotion. Right, right, it, right. Like, it, you know, you know, I, yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's anything that really just evokes either it tugs at my heartstrings or makes me laugh out loud. 
Right, right. And you're like, and you know, (laughs) and there's a part of you, I know there's like a little mischievous part of you that's just like, I can run with this. And, you know, like, it's like the little bell goes off in your head and you're like, okay, you know, this is, yeah. Well, I was a copywriter for years and years in advertising before doing this. So it really plays into when I'm designing cards and writing cards right now and mm-hmm. really just a bread and butter line in terms of just this beautiful paper this old-fashioned way of printing with this actual metallic ink and what Martha Stewart coined printer's ink black which is this beautiful brownie black and it's so I love how simple but elegant and sophisticated my cards are and I just love them and people are like why did you add color um maybe sometime a whole different line but um these are doing you know better than ever so when I am writing something now, I could write something that I think is hysterically funny. <laughs> it's probably not going to sell very well. And But if I add this one word or I finish the greeting on the inside, that'll do it. So, And I'm doing my accounts a favor by making something and designing something that will perform well for them. We have, you know, thousands of accounts in the country and they say, you're paying our rent. I mean, people buy, I call my line. Um, I always tell people <laughs> that it's the Lay's potato chip of greeting cards. Yeah. <laughs> people, the average card sales like between five and six cards per transaction, which, wow. lot, you know, so, um, and Lay's potato chip, I hope you don't hear this. Um, <laughs> oh, you can't stop with just one. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a compliment to to Lay's Benedictus too. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And of course, you know, yeah. th- for yeah. those for those paper nerds who are not in the trade, you know, when the markets roll around, when Atlanta rolls around, when New York rolls around, you know, retailers go to booze and and they're looking to you to get to provide something for their customers that not only to like give excitement to their. Uh, assortments but you know that they're going to buy and come back for and you know like that's a really important job so you're absolutely (laughs) right I always tell customers I don't go to trade shows very much anywhere but when I did and still sometimes I do and when I I tell customers um I'm much more interested in your 17th order than I am your first right something the first time and I'm like so that's why I want you to go in right I want to help create a custom and our sales director, our entire team has been really well trained and educated on how to present a collection and sell a collection so that it, so we're doing our customers um, a favor and a service of creating something that's going to perform really well. That's, we want them to be very, very successful. And so it could be a little tiny bit pushy sometimes when selling the first (laughs) I know hard to believe right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) come on try it you won't regret it (laughs) I want you to listen to me (laughs) I love it I love it we'll be right back after this and we're back when we chatted, another thing you told me during the call, you told me to be a Pippi Longstocking, not a Kardashian, which I think. <laughs> I think I said, like, in a Kardashian world, I'm a Pippi Longstocking. I know. That needs to be a card. 
No, she was my hero. I want to revisit one thing before I move on to Pippi. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I said I don't like trends, it's that people are always like, what's the latest trend? I don't want to be a trend. I want to be a staple in the industry. And I don't always want to be chasing the next bright, shiny thing. Well, yeah. And and trends have changed. You know, I think when I first got, when you and I first started, it was like everyone, when we, there would be a trend, it would be like, everyone's purple. Everyone's. And that doing- I understand. That, that means so much, that, that is so much more important. And I really do understand that. Letterpress yeah. it was, I mean, everybody was doing letterpress for a while and I love letterpress. So I do understand it, but there's, there's another way that trends I, I just find I kind of every time I hear what's the latest trend I just want to go you know what go in that one and quit knocking other people off it's like find your voice find your own start one <laughs> start a trend don't follow one you know right. and there are certain trends I just am not particular particularly fond of I, I don't like when women are told to hustle get up every day and hustle and it's like if anything women need to hustle less and take better <laughs> care of themselves so <laughs> why just because and that'll be on the card soon so um yeah I'm so opinionated about things sometimes no no it's good to have opinion I think that's good and I think you know that's how you I don't know I it's so much better than going along with the crowd and you know you're right I mean you know there's trends that are like Things that the public is used to seeing, like sometimes if you come too much out of left field and people aren't ready for it, like it, it just, you know, it's just not going to work. And I do know that well. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to like work off the climate, but put a fresh spin on it. And it's, and it's, and it's tough. And sometimes you, you know, not you, but a person, a brand, you know, will fall flat on their face. And sometimes it's just like you hit that sweet spot where you release it at just the right moment. And, you know, it's in the right venue and the right people see it. And it just, you know, it really uh, goes on to sort of do a lot of good in the world. And do good in the world. And I think that those trends and those, I don't know, movements, gestures, right. those new collections, whatever, are the ones that come from being true to yourself. Oh, totally, totally. If you can tell, I mean, I can tell that I feel like I can tell if a line's labored, if it's just ripping someone off or if it's more authentic. And right now, I feel like the American public has a very, very uh, low tolerance for BS. Like, it's just like we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I know, do. like, don't yeah. try to placate me with your syrupy yeah. emotions. You yeah. know, talk to me yeah. like a person with problems. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and there are some people who were, um, fearless leaders and, and, and in the forefront, Emily McDowell was. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about her throughout our conversation. In fact, I was thinking about how she said to me, I can only girl boss so much. Like that was, such a great line. <laughs> you know, I have an immense amount of respect for she, she she said and did things nobody else ever had before and gave so many of us permission and opened so many doors for us. And right. um, Lisa Congdon. Yeah. But, yeah. But even, that's a, hers is, hers is a very strong voice, but hers is even more, I think about art where Emily's was a voice of man, talk about being 
vulnerable and talk about being yeah yeah brave 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 brave. yeah Uh, yeah she's a writer's writer you know totally yeah yeah so I feel like I, I also am really fortunate enough that I have been in a almost 20 year relationship with some of the same people, the core people, the people that matter the most to me, Glenn Beely, mm-hmm. his wife, Jen Beely, Tom Schoff. Um, I have the very best team in the whole world. And it's like winning the freaking lottery in terms of what do you need? How can we support you? I mean, I work really hard. And you know, we have been through right. some hard times together. Yeah. Thrown under the bus six years ago by somebody that had ill intentions and it was very hard and very ugly. And what matters most now is that we weathered that storm, not only came out on the other side of it, but did so collectively and we're a really strong team. And of course we still get, you know, with each other, like you do in any relationship once in a while, but. Well, that just means you're honest with each other. If you, you know, if you snark at each other occasionally. (laughs) I think they once in a while probably hang up the phone and go, Oh, Annie Mae was on. (laughs) Full board anime today. Full board anime <laughs> today. And- Annie on a bender. <laughs> She's not somebody to mince words, let's face it. And I love, <laughs> I love that about her. Um, and it was creepy. So I really am grateful every single day. And I know November is the month of gratitude, but I feel this way year round that there are a lot of really talented, wonderful writers and authors and artists out there who don't it's rare to have what I have I have a very intimate personal working relationship business relationship with this we're a small company I own my own company but they're my distributors and we're such a fabulous team I mean it's wonderful most people I mean most people most makers would kill to be in that situation We I look at support each other. They do the stuff I sure as hell don't want to do. All the administrative <laughs> stuff and all the oversee the printing and I'm like at you know sending them snapshots of look don't you think oh, this will be the next best selling card? Glenn's going absolutely, and we're family. We really have become family. We've really just become. I mean, I've watched their kids grow to when they were like couldn't even walk and now they're out of college and um and I've learned a lot from them and it really fosters and nurtures and supports my vision and my dream so it's an important part of the story oh totally and it, they I mean they're a wonderful they're just a wonderful community I love seeing what they're up to you know they they're always doing something interesting they just uh, uh look how they're, they're refreshed with Bailey and shows yeah, totally, totally. totally. And they just did the uh Louise Mulgrew. Oh, I love her work. Gorgeous. Yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. They are doing something well, which is what the original Madison Heart Greetings did. And so I mean their refresh, which no longer exists in any shape or form, but what Bailey and Chef is doing now with all the artists from all around the world, it's a beautiful collection. Yeah, so it's it. I'm proud to be part of it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it is a beautiful it is a beautiful collection, and they really are on the forefront of uh, you know what's new in terms of like like right now everyone's talking about British design. So okay, they're bringing that in, but at the same time they have like this I, not to call you a property, but like this classic yeah. you know yeah. property, yeah. Shannon, yeah. you know, yeah. Shannon, so they can yeah. you know oh you know we can build you an assortment, we can give you the new, we can give you the you know the classic, the tradition that is going to do well. And we can, you know, make something that your customers are going to respond to. I mean, I I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. That was all I had. (laughs) Well, they have their own collection, Bealey and Chef collection with all these assorted artists. And then I have my own line and own catalog and whole brand and stuff. But, you know, I think we just, what they represent and what they cover and carry and, of course, mine. Uh, they're sendable. <laughs> they're sendable cards. They're sendable cards. You know, and I would say, in terms of trends, too, one thing that I really love, and I mm-hmm. hate trends, as you know, but one thing I'm noticing out there in the world is artwork real beautifully done paintings and hand lettering and really true artwork represented onto paper. And like, you know, I have been making my own. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, fine. And sending them out and, you know, painting, I do collage and I do watercolors and I do painting and sending out. So I just think that the whole paper thing, and you know, Sarah, I've learned so much from you over the years too, in the 20 years. It's like, no, really, when we talk about trends and you're talking about certain artists or certain trends or certain, whether it's the color wheel or the, there really are, I mean, I guess there should be another word for trends because. I I, I tend to agree. It's almost like currents, you know, you mean yeah. like, things, it's like. Yes. Genres, trends, movements, uh, whatever collections, whatever, because stationary trends is so valid and so relevant. And we learn so much from your point of view and from your contributors and, and, and things too. And oh, so thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I like to think of, you know, when you see something, when you see a lot of people doing one thing, you know, whether it's a emotion, whether it's, you know, it, there's a reason, there's usually a reason yeah. behind it. So I'm always curious to kind of get in on the ground floor, so to speak, yeah. and be like, why yeah. am I seeing this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm coming up with something brand new right now, the Just Because Collection. No. And that is what we need. And that's what we need. We need to hear from our friends randomly, not expecting it. And to have like these little lifts, uh, what do they they call them? Glimmers, you know, those moments that we lean into. A little hope, a little heart and a lot of humor. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. I want to get back to PP. I got to get back to your line. So you told me, okay, be be a Pippi Longstocking, not a Kardashian. That does need to be a card. If it's not from you, maybe someone else will do it. Um, They better not. Please don't, please don't knock me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, I, I, not everybody. I was a big fan of Pippi Longstocking. I rem, I had the books and I also remember the movies. There were these movies when I was growing up. Um, and that girl who they had play her, she would always just get like people would just get so enormously angry at her. And it was just like so fabulous, the predicaments <laughs> she would get into. So well, as a child, that's one of the things I liked so much about her is she wasn't, 
soft-spoken and sweet and polite all the time. She was actually an activist. She stood up to bullies. She, you know, I I, I, I didn't know. It's, it's interesting now to think about that story because where that came from was in real life, a little girl who is really sick and in bed for quite a while. And she looks at her mom one day and says, tell me a story about Pippi Longstocking. Mm. Made it up on the spot. Made the name up on the spot. Looked at her mom and, and her, her mom didn't miss a beat and said, okay. And just started telling her a story. And, and that's the world I grew up in. We went to the library every Friday and came home with books and read out loud. And I love storytelling. I love storytelling. Um, so this little girl asks her mom to tell her a story about Phoebe Longstocking and her mother, who is, what's her name? The author's name. Uh, oh, I should know that. I do know that. It is Astrid Lindgren. And, um, and Pippi Longstocking has this big, huge, long name with like seven or eight names in it too. But so her mom writes this story. And, and it's funny that I never noticed as a kid, because I, I feel things so deeply. I never noticed that her mom had passed at a very early age when Pippi was a child. I never noticed that or I, I would have hated it. Oh, uh, uh, well, she's sort of an orphan. I mean, she's sort of a ragamuffin, like her hair's all over all the place. Patterned clothes and her braids. And she wears those shoes that are like two sizes too big. For her. <laughs> and they don't of, match. It's like, you know, just in case my feet grow. So, um, and she's living and her father had given her a pot of gold or a, a bag of gold, these coins. And so, She's living off of those. She's very generous. She befriends the two kids next door who are quite prim and proper. They're intrigued by her. and But they're like, we don't quite know what to do with you. She has, <laughs> I just remember her having like tea parties with the horse who was called horse. And then what was her monkey's name? Mr. George, Mr. Neil, Mr. Something. I'll think of it. I, I, I know. I think I remember that. <laughs> you know, and she... She just was, here's the thing. Here's what it boils down to, Sarah. She was curious every single day about everything. And I feel like we have become, I don't think there's anything more important in life than being curious. I, I agree. And thinking as opposed to responding, you know, like experiencing things um but it makes so much sense that it was created for basically you know a girl confined to bed because she's so powerful and she's so in charge of her own destiny that's such a good point and so every single day pippi longstockings goes on an adventure and i mean adventures right in her neighborhood you know and stuff she'll find things that she thinks are just like treasures and it's like maybe a bottle cap and a popsicle stick and a, you know and that speaks to me too because my favorite artist in the whole world is joseph cornell who does right oh yeah the collages the collages and stuff so it's all kind of the same thing whether you're telling a story through words or pictures or art and and again i loved how fearless pippi was and I still love how fearless she was. She wasn't a scared little girl. She was like, and she stood up to bullies. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was always, she was always just doing whatever she felt like she doing. Like, let's go sailing. Let's go. Let's have a tea party in the house with the horse and the monkeys. And it's like, uh, yeah. 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 We need, we need more of that. Less Kardashians. More, more hippie. <laughs> 
less less desperate any wife. You know, I so I've been writing a lot uh, at, at the magazine, and I've I've been pushing this uh, in my own life um, about having a stationary practice, uh, which is what I decided to call it. When just that practice of sending out cards, mailing cards, I have a list of people, and you know, I'll set aside some time, and I'll I'll write one person on the list. I'll send them this card or that card. So, but you refer to it as a ritual, which I love. You're way ahead of me. You've been doing it probably no, for not, a decade. I'm not, I'm not. What I do is I find that I freeze up sometimes if it has to be too regimented. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, so right behind me, I have like, you know, all my little cards and envelopes and postcards, and I get my favorite stamps and I have a candle and I even have sage and I have like, so that right in the moment when I'm thinking of somebody, I reach behind me and I'll pull a card and I will write a note to them and I'll put a beautiful stamp on it and some washi tape and rubber stamp it and send it. And it feels like a gift to myself and to the person I'm sending it to. Just oh, it is. It is. I'm surprised you do it though, like just impromptu for me i always i'm such a planner i'm like okay this is my list and then when i I have a moment i'm gonna do it yeah i'm such a list person but it's more about work and so to me this is more personal and i do send out birthday cards but i think i send out probably more just because cards than i do birthday cards i'm so touchy-feely i am so touchy-feely that somebody (laughs) said something to me yesterday they said and it was somebody I care so much about and respect so much. She she said, we were talking and she said, you know, I can hear your feelings through your voice. I hear exactly how you feel when you're talking. And I thought, that's a lovely thing to say. And I hope that translates into also into how I design my product, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, totally. Well, you, you have a strong personality and it, you know, I do feel like when I get your coaster, like I can hear you saying, like it's you saying it. Uh, and so of course the people who love you and know you, they're like, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> well, thanks honey. I, I, I think about cards too is I think there's a lot of people who feel like the same as what we were talking about, that we might not need anything. We might not need a gift or it could be flowers. It could be chocolate or it could be a beautiful gift. Don't get me wrong. I love stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like, you know, the right thing. Um, whereas maybe people don't need as much. Their friends don't need as much stuff. And maybe people don't have as much to spend. Um, they have some time to be thoughtful. Maybe people have a little more time. It started in COVID really. Yeah. yeah. More time than you did money when people were losing their jobs or without work for a while and stuff. So you can sit down and you can buy, you can buy a beautiful card. And, and I love, don't you love picking up stamps? Oh yeah. I have a whole drawer. I mean, when you were saying your ritual, like I have a whole drawer of stamps and washi and I, you know, coordinate it it's like it's ridiculous but it brings me so much joy and i hope that it brings whoever gets it joy (laughs) and they don't roll their eyes at me (laughs) you know on the back of every one of my 
catalogs and sometimes in my ads and stuff, it says every picture tells a story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kind of sums it up for, you know, kind of sums it up for my collection and the people in the photos and me and, and my life. And they're all kind of the same. And that's probably to go back to your very first question. Mm -hmm. Probably really what's changed is how I approach working now is it feels even more personal, more special, more on purpose and on point than ever. Oh, I love that. And also like you're an expert now. I feel like when you started, like when I think about stationary trends, when we started, like I was finding my stride and I was trying things and seeing if they worked and seeing what people responded to and, you know, figuring it out. Like now you figured it out and now, you know, you can just keep creating and building on your earlier collections. There's still a lot of challenges. And like, we just found out, you know, we, we have these beautiful wooden displays that are again, sustainable and they're shipped flat Mm -hmm. and they're really ecological. They're the way they're designed and they're, uh, and and the people who were making them can no longer do the color that we wanted. And now we have to reinvent the wheel there. So it is when you get to a certain level and you have to kind of stay there. Luckily, again, I have the best team around me in the whole world. Not just, right. you know, even like just assistants and designers. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I love it. Our last question is a new department here at the Paperfold that I'm calling Nerd Notes. It is sponsored by Paper Baristas, who, if you listen to that episode, is devoted to making the world a better place. And how better to do that in a small but important way than with snail mail? So here, my guest and I share a favorite card or letter we received and why it is so special. Just the first one that comes to your head that you are comfortable sharing. I'm going to break the ice and share another one. Um... So let me prep it. So I had, I put all these cards in an album and I couldn't find, and then I couldn't find the album. I don't know where it is in my house. So then I had to find some other ones, but fortunately I get a lot of letters. Um, So this one is a thank you note from my niece and Isabel. um, She's now uh, she's now um, a resident at Vanderbilt in pediatric neuro- uh, neurology. But when she was in high school, Vera Bradley was really popular. And I I, uh. I guess I bought her like all this Vera Bradley stationery uh, for a holiday or her birthday. And she wrote me this very sweet little um, thank you note that I'm holding up. It's just very, it's just, it is on it is I on the, that. but here's the best part. She put in a drawing of her using her Vera Bradley stationery. So <laughs> is that perfect? And now it looks like maybe she used her own pinking shears for the edge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she did. I don't know if this was part of the stationery. I I, I don't know, because look at the envelope. I mean, like everything's all over the place. Like this is the note. And then she has a picture when she put the post-it. There's a Vera Bradley post-it on the back where she explains. So much love. That was ex- so much love, Sarah. You have to frame that. That is adorable. I, I love it. I, I'm so lucky that, you know, my, my sister had her nieces before I had kids. And I just, I used to have so much fun playing with them and doing stuff with them when they were little. And now they're adults. And we just have the most, like, 
it's just amazing. Like I love being their aunt and um, everything I have from them, I like can't get rid of. And they sent me a lot of stuff. So, okay. It's community. You're telling stories. When I said earlier, everybody wants a casserole right now. Everybody wants a version of community. Yeah. More than anything to belong and to feel part of the group and what you just described that you have with your sisters and your nieces and, and with so many people, it's, it really is about community, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I'll keep this forever, like with all my other stuff that I can't keep track of. Okay. Let's hear yours. (laughs) Mine's similar. We donated to a school fundraiser Mm -hmm. and I got a handwritten I got a card, but then I got, I think he's seven. I got a little note for the fundraiser, fundraiser money, heart, 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 Desmond. And it's like, love that. And then here's another one. So it's like a handwritten letter, a little handwritten from a seven-year-old. Nothing tops that, right? Those are the best. They're the best. And then I got a postcard from Paris. Ooh, ooh, it's nice. That's an original. She, it's a watercolor, and it's oh, they watercolored the Louvre right on the postcard. Wow, it was a blank postcard, and it's a painting. And so, who's it from? Who's it from? A friend of mine, Mary, and um, bonjour, Shannon. You know, so (laughs) again, it's a thinking of you, and for no reason, it wasn't my birthday. It's just because. So oh. I really love that direction. I'm glad to hear that you do too. Just because, just because, and just because, just because we need that right now more than ever. Hugs, chocolate flowers. Let me cry on your shoulder. You can cry on mine. Let's laugh really obnoxiously hard together, really loud and make people uncomfortable. Just because let's, whatever. I'm really good at that. Um, it beats the alternative just because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so fun with you. I know. This is fun. I could do, I could do this. I could do this for a while. I, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that I finally had you on, that I caught you, that technology agreed, fingers crossed, <laughs> and, uh, and that it's such a, it's such a treat to see you and get to spend time with you. Uh, I about you. I, I, everybody in this industry just respects you and admires you so much. You do so much for the industry. I don't know if anybody really understands. Some people I'm sure do, but you know, GCA people and stuff, but probably most of the people just have no idea how hard you work behind the scenes, helping to support the stationary industry. I'm really grateful for it. Oh, I am grateful too. And I'm grateful you came because usually when I go to trade shows, I just have to interact with your product. So I get to interact with the mind behind the product. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Sarah. You're a doll. And um, yeah, let's just keep, let's keep sharing the goodness, honey, just because, just because (laughs) everybody needs it right now. (laughs) Little, uh, little hope, a lot of heart and, and a lot of humor. 
Thank you so much, Shannon, for dropping in the paperfold. What a treat it was to catch up and get a window into your incredible world. Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you're so inclined. The Paperfold is proud to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about this dynamic community, please visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there.